It's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we do our very best to link the intellectual, the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual facets of who we are as human beings. And I guess, um, you know, one of the things that is so critical for people to understand these days is just the wellness aspect of uh, our lives. If we don't have our health, it's really difficult to have the rest uh, because you don't have the energy to actually create some aspects of the intellectual process or to look at the emotional uh, elements of your life. And certainly the spiritual connection is a little hard to create if you know, you're know you under the weather. And we have a lot of people that right now are coming down with the newest variant of COVID. Um, I am gonna recommend again that you go to my website, www synergyconnectionradio.com. When you get there, you will see a link into Boomers Forever Young. And this is, in my estimation at least, a world-class nutritional company. And um, what they promise, you know, people do receive by using the products. One of the products in particular is called Gladiator Barley. And Gladiator Barley will remove toxins from the body It does improve muscle tone and increase muscle mass. We lose 1% of that per year after the age of 50. And it's really critical that you have your muscle still because that is what holds you upright and allows you to do the things you wanna do like walk or run or play golf or whatever it is that you need to do where you're walking. Uh, So those muscles are are terribly important. Um, The other thing that uh, is extremely important right now is your D3, that's dog three level. Most people don't know what that number is and you do want it to be above 70. And the range is substantially lower than that. So they might tell you that you're in the normal range but you could be at the low end of it. So anything below about a 35 is dangerously low. Um, And one of the things that happens, like it or not, is every time you take a vaccine, uh, especially with the COVID vaccines, it does lower your immune system because it's fighting what it perceives to be a, uh, you know, a virus. And so, you know, it's it's doing its job to fight that off. But uh, what's happening is that your immune system is down. And when the immune system is down, you will pick up other things that you don't realize that you're healthy immune system could fight off. And now it's not as healthy and so you're picking them up. So I would encourage you, go find out what that number is. Get your doctor to write a prescription for you to know what your D3, dog three level is, and also a C-reactive protein blood test and that will tell you the level of inflammation in your body. And inflammation is where all disease begins. So if you have those two numbers and you're doing what you need to do to stay healthy and not just rely on the vaccine, you'll come through all of this just fine. But you do need to do your part. So we all have to step up to the plate and be responsible for our own health. Uh, Eating, sleeping, exercising, all of those things. All right, I have as my return guest, Paul Levin. And Paul and I have a great time together. Uh, We have done quite a few shows in the four years that I've been on the radio and now doing the podcast and you are an author and a speaker and a what is called a breakthrough mentor and blogger emotional breakthrough mentor emotional breakthrough mentor I always forget that little part you're also a certified hypnotherapist and a neuro-linguistic practitioner and for those that don't know what that is um, maybe you can address that a little bit when uh, we start talking Um, But for the past few years, you've been teaching and enlightening students with methods that help them transform their lives. And what we're going to be talking about today is manifesting and how, you know, people can manifest from both the negative because their mind is kind of in the toilet. uh, So they can be thinking along those lines or they can say, you know what, my life just isn't working the way I want it to work. 
and I need to shift. I need to move that and start manifesting from a positive point of view. So that's where we're going to go today. Um, uh, let me just correct one little thing. I'm not a, I'm not a hypnotherapist because that would require a license. Uh, I'm a hypnotist. And hypnotist, okay. Okay. Uh, and NLP is Neuro Linguistic Programming. And while those two modalities are awesome, I don't use them in, my, in what, the work that I do to help people. Mm. I deal with the conscious mind. Okay. Okay. So, um, and with regards to manifestation and what you were just saying, one of the first things we must do is let go of positive and negative. Mm-hmm. Okay. And let's just talk about, so, so uh, I'm going to say something radical here to our, to our audience, and that is there is no good nor bad. In fact, Shakespeare said that in the play Macbeth. Mm-hmm. Nothing is good nor bad. Only thinking makes it so. Mm-hmm. Right? So rather than thinking in terms of good or bad, and this really is a necessary first step for manifestation, let's focus, or at least from my de- definition of manifestation, uh-huh. uh, I'm probably going to grab that paper back from you in just one second because I want, do want to read that definition out of this uh, thing that I wrote. Uh, but the first thing we have to do is stop looking at things as good and bad and look at them as I want or I don't want. Okay. So here is something that shows up in your reality, and you can look at that and say, I don't want any more of this. I don't want, I want less of this. I don't want any more of it. I want it gone. Mm-hmm. Or you could, something could show up in your reality, and you could say, I like this. This is something I want more of in my life. Okay? There's no reason to declare it good nor bad. Just let's agree with Shakespeare. Okay? Those words we won't use anymore. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. So now my definition of manifestation here. (laughs) Manifestation is the process of intentionally bringing into your reality the things you want. And the key word there is intentionally. Oh yeah, because the truth is we're all manifesting all the time. Uh Right? The only question is, what are you manifesting? And do you really like it? Well, if we're not doing it with intention and right. we're not doing it from a place of what I want, right. then it's, well, the universe will give you, okay, so now let's get into the details of manifestation. Mm-hmm. Because the details of manifestation are this, there's three parts. It's, it's, like, it's like going into the kitchen and making a, a, a bread or something, you're cooking something, right? Mm-hmm. So you get the recipe and the recipe says you need three ingredients. The first ingredient is intention. What do you want? And being clear about it. So what is intention? We have to get into what is intention. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, there's the Dr. Wayne Dyer, for those of us who are familiar with that name. Wonderful, wonderful teacher, educator, man. The, the, the man was brilliant. Um, he had an audio cassette program called The Power of Intention. Hmm. And I must have listened to that a hundred times in you know, as I was making, going through my transformation. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that frustrated me about that audio program is he never told me what is intention. Just he told me all about the power of it. So here's what intention is. Intention is your predominant thought when you're not thinking anything else. So I'm going to ask a question because, you know, we are... Here on the uh, 30th uh-huh. of December as we're recording. And 2022 is just right around the corner. So somebody who really has been unhappy, let's say, with their job. Let's just use that one. Because I think a lot of people have been over the last couple of years for a lot uh-huh. of different reasons. Uh-huh. But they've been unhappy with their job. So they wake up in the morning and it's more of a, oh my God, you know, here we go again. So that is their predominant thought. It is. And they're getting more of the same. Worse yet, it's probably their first thought. I'm sure it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. If their first thought is, damn that alarm. Can I say that word? Yeah. Okay, good. (laughs) On the the alarm clock, right? Right. Or, Or I don't want to get up, or I don't want to go to work, or I don't want, you know. If their first thought of the day is a negative thought, Odds are the rest of their day is going to follow suit. 
Yeah, it's going to be a hellacious experience. Oh, yeah. They're going to attract into their life all kinds of negative stuff. Right. Why? Because they're manifesting it from that intention. Right. And they don't even know it. And they don't even know it. And so it just is a repetitive cycle of another day, another horrible experience. A repetitive cycle of pain. Mm -hmm. Of emotional pain. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the first ingredient is that predominant thought. And if your predominant thought right now is coming from a place of, I don't want that, and I don't want that, and I don't want that, well, you're going to attract into your life more of what you don't want. Right. So we need to shift that. And, and, and um, I'm going to say something that's going to sound like, oh, easy for him to say. All right? But let's get it out there first. All right? We need to shift from a mindset of all the stuff you don't want into a mindset of the things you do want. Mm -hmm. And I have an entire 12-week program that, that allows you to do that easily. But for right now, practice it. Just make it a, a, an intention okay, to come up with five things that you want more of in your life. They, they could be, you can repeat, okay? It doesn't have to be new ones, mm -hmm. all right? Every single day, wake up in the morning and the first thing in your mind is, I want more sleep, I want more coffee, I want more bacon, and you know, whatever you want. I mean, those, that's three of them, okay? Right, they're for me, all right? Just have that first thought of your day. Be a positive one. Right, be coming from what you want. Mm -hmm. So that's the first ingredient. Mm -hmm. So let's move on to the second ingredient. What if it, I, I want to ask the question, what sure. if it was something rather vague, like I want more peace? Sure. It can be, uh, Absolutely. it, it can be an be intangible. Concrete. Yeah, okay. I mean, so long as you can identify what that looks like for you. Okay. That's the key part. I mean, so don't make it so, like, I, I want world peace. Right, because you, that's probably not going to. Well, it, it's not, you, can, you, can you draw me a picture? Yeah. But you can't affect it either. You can, and you can't affect it either. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll you can talk have about peace, peace from within. At, at some which, point today, I hope we get to an experience that I had coming here. Oh, okay. That was the antithesis of manifestation. Okay. All right. Um, so yes, you could affect it. Okay. But make it something you can draw me a picture of, a mental picture at least, mm -hmm. even if you're not a good artist, okay? Mm -hmm. Just describe to me what that looks like so that it can be real for you until you can see it in your mind's eye or hear it in your mind's ears. Mm -hmm. How can that be real? So as an example, if peace to you is um, maybe looking out at the water and the beach and um, birds flying overhead or walking in the woods. I think it was then the Nesca draw, Nescafe commercial, right? Yeah. Then <laughs> you can absolutely see that in your mind, and you could. Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. And you can manifest that into your reality. Okay. Absolutely. Second ingredient? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So the second ingredient, and it, this is, well, they're all critical, but I wanted to say they're more critical than the first one, all right? The second ingredient is aligned, meaning in alignment with, in agreement with, aligned beliefs. Mm -hmm. So let's say I have the intention that I want to be a millionaire, because I do, all right? And I have this intention, and every time I think of that thought, I want to be a millionaire, I want a million dollars. Every time I think that thought, there's that little voice in the back of my head who says, yeah, that ain't never going to happen. Hmm. You have okay. to get rid of that. Well, that's the belief. See that okay. second voice? Uh -huh. That's the belief speaking. Right. Sometimes it shows up as your mother's voice. <laughs> Sometimes it shows up as your father's voice or some teacher or, right? right. Or an older sibling or something. Mm -hmm. Okay? Or maybe it's your voice. Mm -hmm. Right? But if it says something... Contrary to that intention, mm -hmm. that's a disaligned belief. Right. It's a belief who's not in alignment. Beliefs that are not in alignment can show up in, the, in your physical body. Think that thought, I want to be a millionaire, and every time you do, you get this sharp pain in your stomach. Like because you believe it could never happen. Right. Or if you get a, if you get a tightness in your lungs, mm -hmm. every time you think that thought, well, the lungs are the center of grief. 
Mm. Okay, so if you get that pain in that area, when you think that thought, you could likely have, because I'm not a doctor, so I can't diagnose anything, but you could likely have some grief associated with being a millionaire. Hmm. Okay. So that's ingredient number two. We must have aligned beliefs. Right. You know, um, when you talk about alignment, one of the things that I have talked about on the show and you and I have talked about is just your chakra system in the body. Mm -hmm. If that isn't in alignment, you end up with all kinds of problems because the universe cannot bring to you where there's blockages, you know, so there has Mm -hmm. to be a flow. And so I would guess it's very similar to that, that if your belief and your, um, the manifesting that you want to do, Mm -hmm. if they aren't, um, how would I say this, like compatible? Well, I'm thinking compatible too. Compatible, yes. So if, if they can't marry up and, and kind of say, yes, I support you and you support me, Therefore, we are in agreement. We're in alignment. Yes. So that's, I guess, what you want people to understand is you can say, I want this over here. But if your belief or your energy centers are not reflecting that, it can't happen. Yes, absolutely. To sum that up, Mm -hmm. everything is energy. Mm Mm-hmm. So your chakra systems, your body, mm-hmm. it's all energy. Right. And the source of your energy are your thoughts and your beliefs. Right. And, and your if emotions. You, if you stay intellectually, as most of us do, 95% of the time in our heads, then we can't get to the real belief, which is in our heart. Precisely. And the bad news and the truth about the universe, I mean, it's just the way it is, okay? Mm-hmm. When you have a, an intention and a disaligned belief... The disaligned belief wins. Hmm. Period. End of discussion. Right. So okay. you got to change your beliefs in order to change the outcome. Right. <laughs> okay. So, and, and all right. So good. So now we've got intention. And let's assume you've, you've, you've examined your thoughts, you've examined your heart, you've examined your body, and you find no disalignment. Everything is in alignment with your intention. Awesome. You are now on the precipice of manifestation of what what you want, Mm -hmm. all right? Because the next step is to add emotion. Emotion is the fuel of manifestation, all right? We've just built a car with intention and beliefs, and now we've got this beautiful Ferrari car here, but it doesn't go anywhere unless we put some fuel in it. Mm -hmm. And that's emotion. So you need to watch that it's a positive emotion that you're putting in there. Well, let's think about that for a moment. I'm I'm so glad you asked. You said that. (laughs) Let's think about that for if your intention is something you want, Mm -hmm. and all your beliefs are in alignment with that intention, what emotion would you have? I would think it'd only be positive. Precisely. Yeah. But if your intention is the things you don't want, you're thinking about all that stuff you don't want in your life. And your beliefs are in alignment with those intentions. Like I can't have what I want. Um, like, like, gee, every time I interact with that person, he's such an idiot. <laughs> My boss is so cheap. Right, right? right? Well, every time you think those thoughts and your beliefs are in alignment with those thoughts, well, guess what you're going to manifest? Your boss being cheap. That person being an idiot. Today's going to, you wake up in the morning, today's going to be a crappy day. Yeah. Well, do you believe that? Yeah, I do. Well, guess what? It's going to be a crappy day. Exactly. And, there, and you know, um, I used to play a lot of competitive golf. And I always chuckled because on the first tee, whoever I was playing against, you know, like we'd have 18 holes. Sometimes it would be, you know, two days worth, but usually it was just 18 holes, a, a tournament. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> so I knew in my heart, you know, this whole concept and so we would tee up, and I would hit my shot, and it would go, you know, where usually where I wanted it to go. Okay. Um, so I, the next person, you know, would be up on the box, and they might have a bad shot. And the comment would be, oh, my goodness, it's going to be one of those days. And I would just smile to myself, and I'd, I'd think, well, okay, you've won this one. <laughs> because they're already self-defeated. You know, self-defeated. It, you know, they are going to be thinking I'm in that trap, I'm in that water, I'm, 
you know, behind that bush, whatever it might be. But they would be thinking that because they've already started the game with that mindset. Yeah, precisely. Okay, so I think we can go to my experience then. Sure. Okay. So I'm driving up US 19 coming here. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I believe, okay, so, you know, which is it? Is it the reality that comes first or the belief? So I believe that just south of Tarpon Road, right, just south of Tarpon Springs, mm-hmm. the traffic, this is where the, the age goes up of the drivers and the speed goes down. Okay? <laughs> okay. And, and I, I, sure enough, true to my beliefs, I manifested that this morning mm-hmm. because I didn't even realize it was a Tarpon. I didn't consciously know I was a tarpon. But sure enough, I did notice that we had slowed down. The traffic had picked up. I look at my speedometer. I look at the GPS, actually, because it shows my speed. On the G- and it's like, wait a minute. Which one's which? Oh, I'm doing 45. And it's, I'm, I'm doing 45 in a 55. Now, that's not cool with me. Mm. All right? I like to at least be doing the speed limit. Right. All right? right? Any police out there, I didn't say that last, last sentence. Okay. okay. So here we are, US 19. We're doing 45. And I'm noticing that in, you know, just in my body, I'm feeling tension because in my mind, I'm being irritated. Mm. All right. Now, traffic is something that I've learned to manifest or something I have developed the ability to manifest very well. Okay. A lot. All right. So this particular moment, though, I'm really not irritated enough to want to manifest any. I'm just like, I'm just thinking, you know, I really would like to go faster. And I'm like... So, 98% joking, I decide that I'm going to tell the cars in front of me to move. Now, i got to back up one step. Because one of the things I do when the traffic picks up is I like to read the signs on the side of the road. Uh-huh. All right? It gives me something to do. And I noticed this, what I thought was a new sign. Silver on black. It was beautiful. And in big letters, and it said M-U with two dots over the U, V. I'm like... Move? Move. <laughs> Move. And then I think to myself, I turn back to the cards in front of me and I go, yes! Move! You need to move! And so I put my hand up with my palm facing the cards in front of me. Now I've got to explain that. And I'm going to back up way back here to the 1950s when a Dr. Curlian invented a thing called Curlian photography. photography right. right? Curlian photography allows us to photograph the energy that surrounds the human body. In fact, when he did that, in color, mind you, because there's significance to the colors, Mm -hmm. when he did that, he also discovered that the human body is the source of that field of energy. It's actually radiating from specific locations on the body. One of those locations is the palm of the hand. Mm -hmm. Where do the Christians get laying on of hands? Okay, from this. So here I am, I'm holding up my hand over the steering wheel, my palm facing the cars in front of me. And I say, move. I command you to move. And I started laughing because I was really doing this like 98% jokingly. I really had not intended subconsciously for the cars to move. 30 seconds later. The car in front of me moves into the lane on the right. The car in front of him moves into the lane on the left. The car in front of him moves into the lane on the left, actually cutting off this the one who did it first. And there was this huge gap in front of me. <laughs> and so you could move. <laughs> so I could move. And they all moved. Mm-hmm. Did I manifest that? Yes, I did. Yes, you bet did. I did. Right? Right? Fascinating. And it can be just that fast at times. Oh, yes. Yeah. Other times... You know, you have to work a little bit harder at it because you really do make, need to make sure your beliefs are reflecting your intention. And so a lot of times people have to go back and kind of see where their beliefs have got them stuck. Precisely. And, and a belief is not, is not a bad or a good thing. It mm-hmm. simply is. Mm-hmm. So, so why am I not a millionaire yet? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I don't believe that I am. I don't, have, I don't have enough evidence to support a belief mm-hmm. that I'm a millionaire. Now, when I've made $100,000 or $500,000 or, you know, seven fifty, there'll be enough background, enough support to believe that, well, I'm a millionaire. Right. And I will manifest that next. Right. 
right? But first I have to manifest the steps along the way. Exactly. And that requires change mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and learning and growing. <clears throat> and we all know that change is the one difficult thing for people to do. They just, change is scary. And but so change people, is the only constant in life. It is, but it's still scary. Most people, you know, if you ask them, uh, why don't you change jobs? Why don't you go ahead and, you know, take a couple fear. of classes? There's, there's a it's fear. fear. And so I know what I have, even though I don't like it. But I don't know what I'll have if I begin to move away from what I do know. And so they stay in relationships that don't work. They stay in you know, locations that maybe don't work for them, and they stay in jobs, uh, you know, that definitely are not in their best interest because it's creating stress, which then creates illness, which creates all kinds of other things. So they have to come to grips with change is not that scary if you embrace it as an adventure. You know, like, wow, this is going to be super fun, and I'm going to change my mindset and embrace that as my next adventure. Yes, and what if we shifted that a little bit? Because you're saying that we, we have to change our attitude about change, okay? Mm-hmm. Which is another change which is unlikely to occur, mm-hmm. okay? Because of the fear, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What if we remove the fear? Well, I would think you remove the, the way I do it with my uh, counseling clients is I have them go back and find where was the first time that you became afraid of change. And when they begin to see that, a lot of times it's all the way back to when they moved into their big girl or big boy bed, Uh or they had to go to a different school or something. And so if they can go back and identify it, then they can decide, do I really want to hang on to this? True, very true, yes, yes. So, uh, just as a side note, remember I mentioned to you that, that I used to be terrified of going over the Sunshine Skyway yes, Bridge. Yes, Okay, I mean, there's a point going over that bridge where you do not see the road. Right. All you see is, hence its name, the sky. Yeah. Okay? And, and that used to terrify me, and heights would terrify me. Um, I have no fear now. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm not even of death. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, and that's that's a result of the things that I teach people in my course, and and by removing that fear, we then get to choose. Right. So we can look at choice. We, I'm sorry, we can look at change. We can look at a particular change, mm-hmm. and say, how will that benefit me? Will that benefit me? Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to change just because someone else told us to change. Well, and you have to understand that nothing is ever guaranteed in life. So if they're saying, well, I don't know what the future, I know what this is, but I don't know what the future is if I change, they have to be willing at some level to say, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with not knowing because, again, it's an adventure. It can be fun. Exactly. Um, So so we'll go to physiology now, Mm -hmm. okay? Fear and, and excitement See, here you're describing, you know, they're in this bad relationship and they don't want to leave it because they know what they've got and they're afraid of what might come next if they were to change, right? But I don't, because there's no fear for me and because my students, right, we have no fear. I I don't see the fear. What I see is the excitement. Right. Right? So, So fear and excitement. What happens when you're fearful? You get sweaty palms. Your respiration goes up. Your heart rate goes up. Mm. What happens when you're excited? You get sweaty palms. Mm. Your respiration rate goes up. And your heart rate goes up. So the next time you're afraid, just tell yourself you're not afraid, you're excited. Which would be a really good way to look at it. Um, I, a couple of years ago, went to Universal. And, of course, Harry Potter's world is there. And one of the rides is just so unbelievably cool. But um, it does require you know, I think for most people getting on it, not to be looking at, oh, a bolt could go wrong or this could go wrong. And so therefore I'm not going. It would require you to say, I trust, you know, in the infinite universe, I'm going to have an amazing experience. Yes. And getting on with that kind of excitement. And yeah, there's parts of that ride that are a little scary because you dip and you you do all kinds of crazy things. 
but I've been on it now four times and love every single time. And it's still a little scary every single time. You never get over that sudden thrust right, you know, right. that you have. So, yeah, I think, I think you know, a new relationship, um, you know, dating um, somebody that you, you know, don't even know. And, you know, could it lead to something special? Yeah, it could. Could it be like, oh, definitely not, I'm, I'm <laughs> declining this next one. Um, you know, so there's, there's all kinds yeah. of beautiful things that are out there. But you have to be willing to say yes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, one of the things they taught us in um, many of the workshops that I took uh, in my transformation, in my, my personal growth phase, uh, which is still continuing, um, That's what we all are yes. hoping for, is continue until your last breath. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and before we get into that, before we you know, kind of decide, gee, maybe there's some stuff I don't know and, and I want to learn them because they could make my life better, mm-hmm. which right there and there is a, is a change, right? It's, it's a, a willingness to change and a fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. One of the things they taught us in these workshops was... Um, when they would put out an offer to like get on the stage or, or stand up or, or you know, be the first person to come running, you know, who wants $100 and he's holding up $100, right? Just, you don't think, just go, mm-hmm. right? If, you know, if, if you, it takes a microsecond to decide if you want, yes, I want the $100, then just go, right? right? Or who wants to be on the first on stage or who wants to be the first to have the microphone and talk or share their experience or whatever. Mm-hmm. You just do it. Because the more you say yes, to, you, you're big enough, you're strong enough. And I realize that there are people out there who don't agree with that. my saying that right now? Call me, contact me. We'll, we'll, we'll give that information later, okay? But you are big enough to handle anything that could go wrong. Anything. And even if you look foolish, it's not the end of the world. That's right. <laughs> you're big enough to look foolish. Mm-hmm. In fact... I was told at one point to go out there and do that on, to, in several occasions, actually, to go out and look foolish on purpose. Mm. Okay? So that you get over the fear. So you get over the fear. Right. Okay? Because it's really... Look, if you can walk on fire, you can look foolish, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and I did that, too. Oh, the guy that does that. That's There's his... many of people who do that. Ours was longer than the guy who does that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that would scare me to death. It because, did. Yeah, because I know that it's possible. I know people don't burn their feet. I would just be like, I will be the one person that ends up with my feet being burned. <laughs> Only if you believe so. And I would believe so. so. <laughs> but when a hundred, thankfully, a hundred people went ahead of me, I was not at the head of the line. Uh-huh. So Which means that I had all that time to fear, uh-huh. but I had all that evidence to prove that they got to the end, and they were jumping up and down for joy. Yeah, because they conquered their because fear. Because they conquered their fear. Right. And, and, you know, they kept telling us, here's what you do, you do this is what you do, the process of walking on fire. There's a, there's a technique, mm-hmm. okay? Just like, okay, so after one of the workshops, I was pretty far along in, in my development and, and growth, and at the Seattle, how are we doing? Good. Okay. At the Seattle... Washington, I want to say, or was it Portland, Oregon? There's a, there's a museum, a science museum. I don't really want to say it's Seattle, Washington. There's an amazing science museum. And outside the museum was this free ride where you have this bicycle. So two wheels, no tires, no rubber, just the rims. The rims are riding on a steel rail. The bicycle and the rail are at an incline of about 30 degrees. Okay, so you're at you're tipped mm-hmm. towards the center of the circle. It's the steel rail is a circle. Okay, below you in the center, about five feet down or four feet down is a net to catch you if you fall. Below that, about five feet below that is water. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you go through the net, you're going in the water. Okay, the bicycle has extending down from the bicycle is a rod that goes down, I don't know, about, I guess, five feet or so. And there's, I don't know what, a 300-pound weight there, a 400-pound weight there. So I know enough physics to tell me 
There is no freaking way the bicycle can leave this rack, leave this rail. It's impossible. There is nothing I could do, or or there's nothing I could do to make that bicycle leave that rail. Right. But it's still terrifying. Okay, because you're on an incline and you're you know ten feet off of water. Okay. Okay. And the 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 uh, adventure, if you will, not only is to go around the circle, but to let go of the steering wheel. That's the adventure. He said, he said that if you can do that, then you master this ride. Okay, so okay. it's all about trust. It's all about trust, right? And I managed to let go for about a microsecond, okay? <laughs> you know? And then right back on. And then the second time for about two seconds and then right back on, mm-hmm. okay? But it's letting go of fear because you know that you can't fall. Right, because the net's there and water. I mean, 10 feet. The net, water. the water, the weight that's keeping you, that's right. keeping the bike on. So all you have to do is stay on the bike. Right, and which, you stayed on. Yeah, which is not difficult. You know, right. it's very easy for anybody to stay on the bike. Right. You know? Huh. It's all about fear. It's all about a perception. You know, um, out where the Grand Canyon is, there's a group of Native Americans that a number of years ago built this transparent walkway Ooh. so you are actually out over space a precipice yeah that cliff. goes down hundreds and hundreds of feet and the number of people that have difficulty stepping across and even though they know it's solid they are looking straight down uh into the grand canyon yeah right through the through the through the glass through, through the, the glass, through the vision which is wow. really really thick but nevertheless it, it, our mind tells us that is a long ways down. You're going to die, bro. Yeah. <laughs> if, if this happens to move and you go down, you're, you're gone. Right. right. So, again, a huge um, understanding of fear that they didn't build something that would you know, cause them to let people die. Right. But still, our mind is going to say, that is way scary <laughs> to look down. Yes. Yes. Um so, if we'll circle back then to manifestation, uh-huh. when we live in fear, what are our thoughts? I can't be around that virus. I have to wear a mask because the virus is going to get me. Um, uh-huh. I have to drive really slow because it's not safe to drive faster. Or I have to, I don't know what, I just, whatever your fear is. I mean, I'm not saying to be ignorant of reality. Right. Uh, to be ignorant of, of circumstance, okay? Um, you know, I, I was, I, uh, with the last time I went to Israel, um, I was um, just, it was probably about 10 years ago, and I was in the Arab market and in Jerusalem, which mm-hmm. I love. I love to go to the Arab market and buy stuff and, and, and barter with them and all that. It's wonderful. And I just wanted to explore, okay? I wanted to get lost because I could always ask directions out, right? Okay. And, and I just wanted to get lost and explore. And I found myself on a desert, in a deserted street. There was no one there. Hmm. And it was really cool because I'd walk past a door where I saw students learning. They, had all that, they each one had a computer, right? I was quite impressed, okay? And I kept walking. And as I kept walking, this, this young man came around from around the corner. And he, he said, what you doing here? Oh, <laughs> okay. And immediately I realized... Maybe I've gone too far. <laughs> Maybe. And I said, I was just exploring. He goes, you don't belong here. And I said, okay. And I, he said, you leave now. I said, yes. And I left. So I'm not saying being ignorant of circumstance. Right, right. It's just, you don't have, we don't have to live in fear. Right. Right? I think when people have been diagnosed, for instance, with... Uh, a typically terminal illness. Uh, they hear the diagnosis cancer. They hear, you know, something that is chronic that they're going to have, maybe be able to manage. But um, I believe that fear enters into the outcome, you know, of those kinds of diagnoses because you can either say, I will manage in a good way, uh, I will overcome. Because I know a lot of people that have been diagnosed with pretty tragic kind of diagnoses and they do overcome yes you know so yes um you know how much 
of our life, and, and I'm of the belief that it's all of it, um, becomes what our belief system is. You know, that yes. if our belief system leads us into areas where we can't overcome, then we won't. You know, we are going to stay right where we are and allow fear basically false evidence appearing real um, that that fear is going to keep us stuck for the rest of our lives in this lifetime and yet we have options and so people have to get past the fear in order to explore what the option is yes uh so first let me mention because we've covered a few things there mm-hmm. um 100 of your life experience comes out of your beliefs there is nothing that you experience in life that does not come out of your beliefs. Well, look at the number of people that are in relationships that potentially are really great relationships, but their fear of rejection causes the relationship to die. It causes the other person to reject them. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Whatever you think about, you bring about. Right. Okay, so it's, well, that's manifestation right there. Right. Okay, if you're thinking about they're cheating on me, well, you're going to manifest them cheating on you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I had another thought. Um, oh, well. It'll come back to <laughs> oh, you. Oh, death, cancer. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, illnesses and the fear of death. I mean, that, that's the ultimate fear, mm-hmm. right, is death. Because and we don't know what happens beyond it. Because we don't know, because most of us don't know what happens beyond it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what if I told you exactly what happens beyond it? In fact, what if I made the story I tell you about what happens beyond it and what happens before it, before birth, and I made that so real for you that you had no problem believing it completely? Mm-hmm. Would you fear death? No, and I think that's why people who have experienced near-death experiences say it changes their life. because. Yes. Now they know that life goes on. It's not in the physical way that we have, yeah. you know, when we're in our physical bodies, but it goes on and it yeah. goes on eternally. Yes, yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Um, first, the, the two answers to that would be one: everything is energy, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's not about the illusion of this world. It's not about our bodies, and it's not about the illusion of the stuff we think we own. Right. Right. It's all energy. Right. So when we leave the body, we merely go back to being energy. Right. And I guess the second thing would be... Uh, I'm going to pass on the second thing right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. Pass on the it All doesn't right. fit. <laughs> well, there's been um, any number of times. I had a near-death experience when I was 17. Mm-hmm. And so it did change my life. It opened up the fact that I know things intuitively if you will but uh, I have you know clairvoyance and and some of the other clairs that they talk about and knowing things Um, but I also know and I've had a couple of um, past life readings I also know that um, I absolutely there are people that I'm connected with in this lifetime that I've been with in other lifetimes and you know not a very recent one maybe but you know you kind of find your group, if, if you will, um, if you're lucky. And they come back into your life, you know, to support you in different ways, you know, in the current lifetime. And I find that just super fascinating because um, one of my lifetimes was as a Native American. And I can see my legs. I can't see so much my head, but okay. I can see my body. Uh-huh. Um, and I was a female and I was a healer. And there was another lifetime where I was in Nova Scotia about a thousand years ago. And I was also a healer there. And I've been told that if you are a healer in this lifetime, that's what you've probably been in every lifetime okay. as a healer. Okay. And um, so I think, you know, you, we have to look at what is our role in maybe this current lifetime. And maybe that role is teaching us something about who we are. Um, you know, and being willing again to explore that and not just go, oh, that doesn't make any sense. You know, I have found that it makes a lot of sense. Yes, yes. So actually then, since you went there, uh-huh. the second thing. So I was, was, re- I was reading your mind. Yes, you were apparently. <laughs> or it's all energy, and, yeah. right? right? You know, you, you, right. you were the catalyst, to, right? Right. So in the book... Um, 
The Celestine Prophecy. Mm-hmm. I, I do not recall the author, author, but he talks, he gives, he describes a scene where our hero is having a vision. And he's having a vision of a figure that looks like a human. Mm-hmm. And that human, he gets the sense that that human is dazed and confused and doesn't know where they are. And standing around that human is a circle of other apparent humans, but he can see no faces, and there's no indication of sex or age, Mm -hmm. just that they're humanoid in in shape. And he gets the sense that the ones that are surrounding the one in the middle, they're comforting and and helping orient the, the dazed and confused one. Right. What is this scene all about? The man in the middle just died. Oh, so he doesn't know what's next. He left the illusion of the earth Mm -hmm. and never remembered who he really was. So here he is now back in energy form, and he's confused. He doesn't know where he is. He's, he's, right? Right. He's even a little scared. Right. Right? But the circle of souls around him, or energy, energy entities around him, were comforting him, reminding him who he was. And, now let's go to your story... They were there before he went into the illusion. Mm-hmm. They were all... See, see when we... Just before we're born, we decide that we, what, we, what we want to do, mm-hmm. what our mission is, why we're going to go into the illusion, right. right? What our purpose is. Typically, if you've been a teacher or a healer or whatever, you, you know, that might be your purpose again because mm-hmm. you didn't accomplish all you wanted to accomplish last time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you then talk with your energy friends mm-hmm. and say, listen, here's what I need you to do. At six years old, you're going to betray me. Okay? And why? So that I have compassion for others. Mm-hmm. Okay? You, at 12, mom, you're going to die. Or nine, whatever, you're going to die mm-hmm. so that I feel abandonment. Okay? But the problem is, as I look at it, is you may, you know, say that to these individuals that are going to be with you in life. But then when you move into that physical entity that is you, Mm -hmm. you forget everything. You forget all of that. And it may or may not happen the way you wanted it to happen. Okay. And also, you know, again, going back to beliefs, you know, from birth forward, we may look at the, um, let's say, the, the parent who dies as abandonment, but it makes us very resentful instead of moving into a, a positive... It might do that. Yeah. And then maybe at 40, we see it as something else and yeah. it changes, but it's a necessary growth step. Right. If they choose to grow with it. If they choose to grow with it. And, and, and so the, the, what happens when we go back... The first question we're going to get asked is, so how'd you do? Yeah. And did you accomplish the goal? Yeah, hopefully you did. But if you didn't, you kind of go, oh, shit. And now you can <laughs> say, I want to put another quarter in. I want to play again. Yeah, I want to play again. I want to play again. Yeah, so you, all you the tragedies it. aren't tragedies. No, no, not at all. They're growth steps. Yeah. And a lot of them are baby growth steps because that's exactly how you move from A to B. Precisely. You don't have to run there. But right. you, you have to be willing to at least experience whatever that personal growth is and not be afraid of it and not look at change as an, oh, my God, I don't want to do this. But, it's wow, exciting. this can be exciting, like you said. You know, is it fear? Is it producing tension? Or is it the excitement of, oh, I'm going to learn something new? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to grow. Yeah. Right? I mean, again, we can come back to why am I not a billionaire or a millionaire right now? Because I haven't taken all the necessary steps to get there yet. Right. And, you know, something like that, it might be a fear of, I don't want to lose the wealth once I have the wealth. You know, for some individuals, it's like, you know, what if I screw it up? And it so, me for a long time. Yeah. So maybe the embracing of, you know, I know what I'm going to do once I'm a wealthy person. Because it's coming around the next corner, you know, and it's that anticipation of being exciting yes. that, you know, you'll have those opportunities as opposed to, oh my goodness, how will I manage it? Yes. Which is the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Paul, it is always such fun having you here. It really is. And we could go on for hours. We have in the past. <laughs> so 
Um, let people know how to find you, please. Sure. In fact, uh, everybody who goes to my website today, so the website, let me give you that. And I want you to say these words. These are full words, um, just all put together, okay? Say them as you write them down, please. I, that means you, I deserve a perfect life. Again, say them. I deserve a perfect life because you do. So I deserve a perfect life.com. Everyone who goes to that website today will get a free uh, copy, complimentary copy of my ebook. Just fill out the form to download it to, you know, so I can email it to you and you will uh, have a copy of my book. The name of the book, mm -hmm. since we're talking about the book, is Your Life Sucks No More. Wouldn't that be wonderful, right? Yep, yep, absolutely. I actually have the actual book, and, and it was a pleasure to read. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, well, we will see you again in the spring of 2022. Looking forward um, to it. So I'm excited. Everybody that uh, is listening to this show, look forward to another show in uh, probably late April of 2022. And um, please go out there and make this your best life. Uh, remember to uh, try to get your doctor to write a script for a D3 and a C-reactive protein test so that you can be on top of your health. And do check out my website, www.SynergyConnectionRadio.com. Uh, if you use my name, L-U-C-Y, in the promotional code or the discount code if you order something, the company will give you $5 off of your order. So go out there and make this your best life. And join us again next time for the Synergy Connection Show. Thank you. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one -on -one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.